Hello. Hello. <laughs> this is this is Stripham and Teasem Happy Hour. <laughs> <laughs> this is James Noble's OnlyFans podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. Hello. Hello. I'm gonna freak Matty out when he comes when he comes in. I'm gonna see if we can get a reaction out of him. <laughs> so what, what's he right. doing? Once he joins, I'll say something. Right. <laughs> yeah, so that's basically what led to the decision, my own personal decision to get a circumcision. <laughs> Hi, am I? What? What the fuck is <laughs> But yeah, I, t- I tried to, I tried to like freak you out, like wonder what you'd missed out on. <laughs> really, not much. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, depending on where you're listening to this podcast. We are Pillow Thoughts Podcast UK, and I am joined by Matthew Donaldson. Who's that? Fuck noodles. <laughs> I'm joined by Johnny Allen. Hey. And I'm joined by James Noble. Well, hey. So, as always with this podcast, we talk about things that have been going on, either in the news or just what we want to talk about. This week, we'll be talking about everything that is related to coronavirus, as that has been in the news a hell of a lot in the United Kingdom recently. But first of all, as we always do, we'll ask how everyone's week's been. So, first of all, Johnny, how has your week been and what have you been up to? Oh, actually... This is the like the first time I'll probably say I've not really done much. Um, the, the only thing I can say is that I'm back at work, uh, so I've got that going for me, which uh, is not too great. It really, you know, I had like two weeks. The the build up towards it. Once I knew I was going back to work, I had like two weeks, and I was just like, on, oh, oh. Two weeks, and then, oh, one week, oh, no, three days. And I just spent so long, like, uh, stressing about it coming rather than just enjoying the the time that I was, you know, the rest of the time off that I was having. But, yeah, I think once you get a couple of weeks in, it's just going to end up being uh, samesies. But that means me and, me and Matt here in the, the big boys' essential workers crew, we are indeed, boy. Oi, oi. Um, how, does it, how does it feel being back at work then? Um, it's not too bad actually. Uh, it's honestly the only difference is just waking up early. I've just been waking up at like eleven every day, <laughs> and so being back at work, having to get up at seven again, I'm like, Ugh. that's not good. Not good. Um. What? What else? What else? Um. So I went to. I'm sure we'll like talk about this later. But I went to the Brewdog yesterday with the bars and the pubs being open. Um. Honestly, I thought it'd be different. I thought it, I thought it'd be way busier than it was, but it was fairly quiet. 
Um, and then I was, well, what else have I been up to? Uh, painting. Painting, yes. Been doing a bit of that. Uh, but, yeah, I've just been filling in time recently. You get home and because of work again, you, you get home and you're just a bit bit more tired than usual. You just want to. You just want to chill out and rock it. Been watching something on Netflix called "People Just Do Nothing." If anybody else, anybody's seen that? No. <laughs> and honestly, Jacob, it's like I don't normally recommend you stuff, but you should watch "People Just Do Nothing." It's taught completely up your street. I think you'd find it hilarious. Okay, uh, what's it about? It's just like these. Uh, like group of chavs who are uh, doing their own radio show called Corrupt FM, and oh man, it's just so funny. I I just find like that kind of chav stuff like hilarious. And once you get like two like two episodes deep, you just want to keep watching because honestly, it's so funny. This one guy, <laughs> he says, uh, it's a like a mockumentary, so uh, you just it it's. Made to look like a documentary is what mm. I'm saying. And uh, so it says to this one guy called Steve's, there's a, oh, people say I've got a drug problem, but I don't because I've not got a problem with drugs. <laughs> I, t- I take all kinds of drugs. And then the same guy, he goes to visit his nan in uh, the a care home. So as he, walk, he walks in, he goes, oh, no, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> it's just it's so funny um but it really remind like there's some parts that really remind them of us because they're, they're trying to really big up this radio show and obviously with us being in the band it's uh like some of it's just funny relatable in some ways um the way they like they have just this corrupt fm in this kind of small area in East London or wherever it is. And then the next thing they're talking about, like going worldwide. And it just kind of reminded us of our, our advertising we got going on. So I thought it was kind of funny that way. Um, but oh, guys, I, it's if you just want something just to laugh at, uh, have something play in the background, it's just so easy, easy watching. People just do nothing on Netflix, by the way. Oh, very good. And Matty, how are you doing? How has your week been? I'm good. Um, I'm tired because I've done fuck all, as per usual. <gasps> um, yeah, literally nothing exciting. I've been at work. No surprise there. All right. Um, still no sign of that week off that I want, but, you know, never mind. Fucking um, hell! Go on. I was going to say they deserve a slap. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um. Other than that, um, what have I done? Uh, I I started um God of War. Oh yeah. Uh, and then I. Finished watching um, uh, Good Omens, I think it was called. Good Omens on Amazon Prime. 
Is that with David Tennant? Yeah, Michael Sheen, David Tennant. Uh, it's really yeah. good. Um, I finally got round to watching the BBC Dracula. Um, that's, that's what good. I've been doing all, all day today, all four and a half hours of it. Um, that, that's good that I've watched it. Because it's, it's on Netflix, so yeah. I would recommend that. And um, earlier on in the week, I decided, because, you know, I'm going to subscribe my life away, I would get Disney Plus. And so for the first time, um, I watched uh, Star Wars, a solo movie. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you think of it? It's all right. It's... I wouldn't I say it's fantastic, but... I honestly thought he did quite a good job at playing uh, Han Solo character because they're big boots to fill. Real big. But I think he did an alright job of it. Meh. Yeah. We, we shall just agree to disagree, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I now have Disney+, Plus, you know, so... Mm. I got access to Star Wars, Marvel. Um, other than that, nothing exciting, really. Oh, no. Have you watched anything of The Mandalorian? That was one of uh, Disney Plus's like, biggest shows. Yeah, no. I, I can't be done with the Star Wars, anything Star Wars at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I, what... I, ruined, I ruined everything by watching Episode Nine because I've not seen that yet either. Which one's Episode Nine? The worst one. <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, it's trash. <laughs> oh, really? Why is it? How comes it's uh, so bad to you? So the entire the the, the entire new trilogy is trash, right? But, yeah. Um, just some of what what they can do is just absolute bullshit, mate. Like, <laughs> oh, you're X amount of millions of miles away from me but here grab my necklace and it's just <laughs> bullshit they, they can like pass things through the force and it just doesn't doesn't make any sense um and then the the biggest plot line for i won't i won't obviously spoil it but the the entire plot revolves around something that just is so flawed Mm. So I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> uh, and what do you think of um, God of War? Because I know one of our mutual friends, Dave, he's been playing it as well, and he's absolutely love it. He absolutely loved it. So what What do you think of it? Uh, I mean, I'm not really that far into it yet, so I can't really. Um, I can't really say, to be honest. So, yeah. I mean, early indications are good and pro promising, though. So, oh, hopefully, it'll uh, hopefully it'll turn into something really good. Oh no! Nice. It's, it's just a break from Apex, man. Oh, have you been smashing Apex? It's been smashing me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just a nice nice healthy break. Yeah. Oh, no. Is there any um PS PS PlayStation sorry games that are coming out that you're excited for or that you've seen? Um 
at the moment, no. Um, again, partly because I've not really looked into it. I yeah. Know, I know some of what has been uh, announced over the coming, the, the, the past days um, that are coming up, but th there was nothing that particularly sparked my interest. Yeah, yeah. But, well, one that Johnny would probably absolutely love, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for it, Johnny, is Outlast 3. Yes, I haven't seen the trailer. Is the trailer now? Yeah, there's a trailer for it. <gasps> oh, yes. Well, I'll have to have a look at that. Aren't you? Sorry? John's going to go all out and get it on VR, aren't you? Oh, yeah. that, oh that would be next level stuff. That <laughs> I've never experienced a, a horror game on in VR, but that would be so cool as a first starter. I love Outlast. You know, Outlast 1, Whistleblower, Outlast 2. But Outlast 2 was my favourite horror game going. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, sorry. You got me really excited there. <laughs> Any, anything else you want to add as well, Matty? Or... Um, I'm finally getting a fucking haircut. Whee! Hey! Yay! So, and that's about it. <laughs> no. So, James, how has your week been and what have you been up to? Thank you. My week's been pretty good, thank you. Uh, I've not done a massive amount because the weather's been a bit 50-50, but um, I sent some family earlier this week and I have also watched the Scream TV series on Netflix. I've already watched the, it before, but like I watched it so long ago that like I couldn't remember what it was like, so... I decided to delve down for the full two series of that that like I successfully binge watched in a week. <laughs> like it's amazing during like lockdown how much stuff you can like binge watch on Netflix in a week. And then like yesterday comes and I'm like, you know what? I haven't watched Hereditary since you and me seeing it in the cinema, Jacob. So yeah. I was like, I'm gonna sit down and watch Hereditary. So I decided to. Uh, go down that rabbit hole and boy, it's messed up. <laughs> like, I honestly Ooh. forgot. I honestly forgot, especially like the whole scenes near the end when like the boys in the attic and stuff. And it's just wild. That, yeah, I that, that director really must like naked people or something. Like, it's just wild. That, that attic scene, James, don't mention oh. it. That made me feel so unwell. Yeah. The, you know, I, I hate stuff to do with necks, and that was just entirely neck. Oh, oh no. Couldn't even watch it. Oh. Yeah, it's quite freaky, not going to lie. But yeah, so so that's what I've been up to. Um, <laughs> apart, apart from that, all good. I really want to feel essential again. I'm jealous of Matty and John being essential. When's it our turn to be essential again, Jacob? Matty, I bet I'm not. Actually, I had a really good idea for you, Matty. Well, oh, yeah. if you remember two or three episodes ago, we were very greatly joined by the fantastic Mr. James Cook, who suggested he'd impersonate you and do your job for you for a week. Have you ever reconsidered? <laughs> Um, I mean, there would be a noticeable difference, and 
I would just like to point out that um, he could screw everything up. Not saying he would, of course, if you're listening to this, James, don't listen to that. Um, and guess who'd get the blame? <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, oh, well, you're not Matt, obviously. Matt, um, Matt's actually shit at his job. You're trying to be good at his job. <laughs> and and then they'd be like, so, um, Mr. Donaldson, sit down. Uh, we need to discuss your recent work ethic. And I'd be like, what? They'd be like, you're shit at your job. <laughs> and somebody came in trying, trying to, like, be you, who was like, I'm going to give him some praise. We can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. But you're <laughs> it was it was worth a shot. It was worth a shot. Fucking hell. Jesus. Yeah. Um just to quickly touch on before we uh we move on. Uh Scream. Yeah. Yeah. So it's bizarre that you bring that up actually because I watched like back when um like a season and a half of it uh and I hadn't finished it. Like I hadn't finished the second season. So I too have recently finished watching the second season. Ooh. So yeah. I have a go, quick man. question for you. Do you think it was a bit weird how, like, near the end, they did that transition from, like, you know, it being um, the the killer to, like, him being murdered in jail and then, like, all of a sudden doing the murder house thing? Did you not think, like, like what was that whole transition about? It was like they were trying to start another season almost and just, like, ah, we'll just add it on to the end. Yeah, it was weird. I think... I think the first season was really good. I personally like um, don't particularly like or feel that the second season was necessary um, because all of the sort of like vibes that they had in the first season is sort of like slowly deteriorates over the course of the second season until like towards the end. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that one. The, the first season definitely feels much stronger. Part of me wonders if it's kind of to do with the passing of Wes Craven because he was actually involved in the first season and I believe he passed away yeah. during the second season or just before. So that might be it, but I know what you mean. I definitely agree the first season's stronger. Yeah, man. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I, I also... Cheers. Cool. Right. Is there a big difference between the TV series and the films? Oh uh, yeah, one is a movie, the other one's a TV series. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do so, that? So one one is um like it's 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 weird because it's like the TV series is almost in essence, like a long drawn out movie, mm. 
Like it, it just feels like a movie that's across however many episodes. But um, I just don't think it's as sort of enticing, especially the second season. Like, like me and James just said, the, the second season is just, I don't know. And of course, there's no like, it's it's not the the ghost face, or is it? I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll leave you to decide. But it's it's weird. It's it's almost like a an imitation type. Yeah, I think I think that is definitely like with the change of the mask and the whole like the whole feel about it. It's definitely like a spin off, almost like a spin off of the movie that just doesn't quite feel right. But I pref- out of the two, I yeah. personally prefer the movies. Like I'm a, a diehard Scream fan. I absolutely love Scream. Um, but yeah, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, man. I think. I, yeah, I think. I think what was nice about the the films, particularly, is um, if you look all like back into what seventies, you had like. Fred, uh, Freddy Krueger and Jason, but like in the seventies, eighties, um, and then like the the slashes genre sort of filtered out into a lot of really poorly done B sort of B sides, I guess, or whatever the film equivalent hmm. is. Um, and and I think Scream sort of revived it somewhat. Yeah. So, but I think there was there was nothing original, it, like in the TV series, in the sense that it was just just stereotypical, sort of man in a mask, um, stalks a bunch of kids and kills people. Really, is what it is at its essence. Yeah. So. I mean, I'd, if, I'd recommend it. Have, have you seen all the movies? Or I personally have, yeah. Uh, I don't think I have. I think I've watched one with you when we were in the recording studio. Uh, yeah, we'll have watched the. We'll have watched. Yeah, the and I'm sure I've seen Scream Four. I think I went to the cinema to see that with someone. But mm. yeah, I mean, you should. You should probably watch it and then, like, watch a couple of episodes of the first season. See what you oh, think. Nice. No, I definitely will check them out. It'd be more suited as its own entity, but I think if they didn't call it Scream, people would just say, oh, this is just a rip-off of Scream. <laughs> but yeah. it's definitely worth watching. This is where you find out at the very end it's Dookie from Scary Movie. Dookie? What? Do you mean, do- do you mean Doofy? Oh, why did I say that? Dookie's from Green Day, isn't it? Doofy, I. I told you not to disturb me when I was hoovering my room. God, it's been years since I've seen a scary movie like. Oh. Fucking hell. What we'll do is we'll go into the news. So the news this week. What have you been up to, bro? Screw the news. I haven't really been up to a hell of a lot, to be honest with you. Uh, 
All right, well, the news then. <laughs> uh, shopping, exercising, uh, guitar, and that's about it, to be honest with you. Are you bloody 40? I, I don't know, like, I mean, I've got the fucking grey hairs, like, so... I ah, see. Mine's mine just goes straight. Same, same. My like mine is just so... the the sides of my hair are fucking ridiculous at the moment. That's because that's because you're halfway to um. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Nobody needs to know my fucking age. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's put it this way, people. He was one of the uh, proprietors of K. It <laughs> <laughs> used to be it used to be halfway to fifteen. Now it's halfway to dead. <laughs> you, know, you know, something, Dre, and my, I'll never forget that day where we had to try and guess the bloody music in your room, Johnny, and it was fucking caveman music that you put on TV. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on, Jacob, you know this one. Yeah, and here I am thinking really hard about it and everything like that, and then I turn round and see what it is. But the thing is, you said, actually, I kind of recognise it. <laughs> Do you know why? Because he, he remembers playing it. He he played the drums that in, in that band back in, like, 2000 uh, BC, he, he he was playing it for like the dip of and stuff. <laughs> that fucking hippo skin drums. Fucking <laughs> okay, well. oh, Moving on. In the UK news this week, a lot of it has been regarding coronavirus once again. You know, the virus that hasn't gone away at all as of yet. Um, So recently in the UK, we've had this thing of Super Saturday, whereas pubs and uh, restaurants are able to open. And we've probably all seen the scenes from Soho, uh, which is in London, of it being packed out. And there's apparently been arrests within uh, other cities within the UK as well. Um, so how do you guys feel about the scenes that you guys have seen on the internet regarding, obviously, all these people that are out having drinks? And if any of you have actually been to a pub, how was the experience for, uh, for yourselves? I did go to a pub. Did anybody else? No, because I'm not a raving lunatic. <laughs> well, actually, I, I think <clears throat> I mentioned it before, but I just went to a brew dog. Um, I say I kind of assumed it'd be a bit busier than it was, but this is just Carlisle we're talking about, so it's a uh, bit, you know, it's just a bit. Um, I've seen it busier, put it that way. Um, I do think they've opened it way too early. I think it, like, um, in terms of the virus, no, it shouldn't have opened. But in terms of like um, people being bored shitless, um, I don't know. It's it's nice to see a bit of normality return, but 
but but nothing's changed. There's no vaccine, so it's it's not just going to disappear. There there was like no need to have a lockdown in the first place, in a way. Right. Okay. What what makes you feel as though there was no need to have a lockdown in a certain way? Hmm. Well. I'm sure we're still one of the most infected countries in Europe. Um, I honestly thought that by the time the lockdown was over, there'd be some sort of vaccine. I, I've heard the tick, like a long time to develop vac- vaccines anyway. Um, but the, what, what am I trying to say? My brain's crashing. But we've just opened. The, not, but... but that's what I'm trying to say. Nothing has changed. There's, there is no vaccine. Uh, there's no, there's no cure. That, and we're ju- we're just opening up, opening up the doors. It's literally just so we can save the economy at this point. It, it's not because it's safe to open. It's because the country is buggered. If if they don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. Um. Um, what about yourself, mate? What do you think of the scenes that you may have seen on Facebook and things? Uh, obviously, the biggest one that I, is circulating around at the moment is the scenes from Soho in London. Um, and what do you think of, obviously, the those pictures and uh, how are your feelings towards what has been dubbed Super Saturday? Um well, let, let me start off by saying this. Um, I, I actually haven't seen anything about scenes down in uh, London. I've not seen any images from it. Um, I have, however, seen images from, I believe it's Newcastle. Um, so I can only imagine that it's similar to, but just on a larger scale with more people, etc., um I kind of think that um they obviously have to because of the economy right I mean they even everyone said it experts have said it the government have all but said it but they're opening for the economy not for our safety mm-hmm. uh, but um I guess, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, because I've not really seen anything, I can't really comment on it. Um, okay, yeah. I, I guess. I, I mean, I, I don't want to make speculation and whatnot, but I'm, I'm guessing that the idea behind it is just to sort of secretly push um, herd immunity under the facade of saving the economy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, just let thousands and thousands and thousands of people gather in the masses, you know, let it do its thing. People will eventually become immune to it, move on. I'm sure that's what the government are thinking is the right way forward. Yeah. Um well, what I'm going to do now, people that are listening to this podcast, obviously you guys aren't going to see this image, 
Um, so what I'm literally going to do now is just forward an image onto uh, Matty, Johnny and James to show them the actual uh, picture that is circulating around um, in, from London from last night. So that has just been sent to the guys now. So that should come through very shortly um, once that circulates. So that has come through now uh, for you guys, if you can see that. Is it is it just the copious amounts of people we're seeing? Yeah, it's just uh, loads of people. That's all that we're, we're seeing at the moment. Um, it's no different to what we've been seeing on the news already with the protests, though. Yeah, I'm sorry to have, I'm sorry to have to bring it up, but it it really isn't. I mean, you can argue all you want that oh well, look these guys are here because they're all dickheads and they can't you know control themselves they just want to get drunk and the protesters were there for a very 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 particular reason but at the end of the day there's that it's a mass gathering and it's no different to what we've seen anyways so yeah yeah um and james what do you think if you've seen any of the images or anything circling around what do you think of uh, what has been done super saturday I have only seen Soho and the Newcastle image. Um, firstly, I'd like to add, well done to Johnny for actually choosing a pub that supported the NHS. For those that don't know, uh, Brewdog, particularly in, in uh, Scotland, but a little bit further too, they produced and distributed mass amounts of hand sanitizer to... NHS hospitals and also to a lot of care homes in Scotland and the, the surrounding area at absolutely no cost and I think that's pretty amazing like they actually they actually paid their staff to come and uh, relocate some of them to the main factory in Scotland to actually ensure that they could produce mass quantities of this stuff purely out of good intent purely out of you know doing good and knowing they can help and also keep their staff employed at no cost to the NHS. Of course, you can kind of say, oh, well, that was just a publicity stunt, you know. And of course you could if you wish to, you know. Of course there's going to be an, ex uh, an extent of good publicity coming from it, such as people choosing to support the bars. But still, you know, I think it's one of those things where in a situation like this, if you're a business and you can have a positive impact, you should. So well done, Johnny, for choosing Brewdog. <laughs> Rather than uh, Mr. Brexit Pub. <laughs> That's just my personal opinion, though. Um, of, of course. Um, for those of you who don't know, James here is referring to uh, Weatherspoons. Thank you very much, Matty. I appreciate that. And and the absolute shit show that was people in Weatherspoons in Carlisle yesterday. Oh, I dread to think. There was hundreds, apparently. Oh man, I could very well believe it. I could very well believe it. Yeah. Um, so that that's my take on that little bit. You know, try and support those businesses and those pubs if you're comfortable going out that did do their bit for the community and for the NHS during this hard time. Secondly, I personally haven't been out. Um, I, I don't know personally. I don't feel ready to go out. I'd much. I'd be much more comfortable 
going round to friends or being with friends and drinking at home rather than actually going to a pub right now. It's not something I'm comfortable with personally at this time. Um, but again, as Matty and John have said, I understand for the sake of the economy why the pubs and stuff have reopened. Um, and again, as Matty pointed out, you know, a lot of people gathering without social distancing is no different to those that were on the beaches of Bournemouth and those that were maybe protesting and stuff like that. So, you know, at the end of the day, people are going to point the finger. Do, do I still think it's okay? No, I don't think it's okay. Um, but it was to be expected. I don't think any of us could say that we didn't expect people to uh, follow the rules when a little bit tipsy, huh? <laughs> Um, and that's also kind of one of the reasons why I won't go out just yet too, because I think that people will flaunt the rules. But I personally also agree with Matt's um, herd immunity logic. I think that's the intention uh, personally. And as I've kind of said to you guys from like a few weeks in of lockdown, if we'd have just done a strict lockdown for four weeks, you know, uh, we, things might have been a little bit better. Uh, no, no saying, you know, X, Y and Z could do better, but without getting too political, I think that Nicola Sturgeon's doing things a bit better, you know, enforcing face mask wearing in shops and stuff now. I understand that at the time, at the start of lockdown, because of the lack of PPE, we couldn't take that away from the NHS. But I personally believe that at least starting from last month, we could have enforced face mask wearing in supermarkets without any excuses. Just to interject before you carry on, uh, James, sorry. Um, so at work, um, we, we, I guess for the past maybe month and a half, have um, been stocking in face masks for people. Um, now, obviously with the buses, um, you know, it being mandatory to have to wear them on the buses, our, our manager was giving out these face masks to um, members of staff, obviously free of charge to them, so they could, like, get to work without having to worry about face masks. Um, until oh, we, got a, we got an email, I think it was last week, um, to say that all of the, the masks were getting recalled because none of them were suitable for use. No way! Yeah. <laughs> How bad is that, man? They've still not got it right. Oh, my God. Jeez. Yeah. So, that's mental. So, if, if, you've, if you've got a face mask, like, that, that is one of those sort of, the the one the most common one you see, which is like that blue sort of surgeon type face mask. Yeah. Um, I would I would be questioning where you get it from. If you're just like buying it in a shop or whatnot. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, jeez, that's mad. Yeah. Anyways, that I just I just thought that would be a, an interesting point for you guys. <laughs> No, that actually is a really interesting point. It's quite shocking. But like another point regarding to the news, there's the, there's one or two businesses that are like set to make, I think there was one business in the UK set to make like 30 million off like PPE alone this year. Like 
it's a big money maker. So there's no surprise that some like dodgy PPE is making its way in. Yeah. yeah. Of of course, the the cap- capitalist society will out in times like these. Yeah. But like James said, we shan't get too political. <laughs> we might get we might get special branch knocking on the door, and we don't want that. <laughs> I, I don't want to end up in a in a locked duffel bag. <laughs> it was it was a story for for those of you who don't know that's a story, but that's for another day. <laughs> Well, another thing that obviously is within the news recently is the whole thing of local lockdowns. I think that's one of the biggest things that's in the kind of news and what we're hearing about in the UK alone. So apparently in the UK, we're facing um, local lockdowns in 36 cities and towns within the United Kingdom. Apparently two local lockdowns have already been successful, which I'm not sure what the two lockdowns were but um the one in leicester is still going on um the government have kind of given this five-step plan for imposing local lockdowns in the case of coronavirus spikes uh which has been announced by the government and new regulations for uh leicester uh force today so one of them's monitoring um so apparently public health england will work with the joint biosecurity sector by looking at data on the spread of coronavirus and people's behaviours across the country. Um, But apparently they'll also look um, at emerging trends, rising cases and other indicators while taking into account local factors. Uh, Number two is engagement. Um, Apparently that is the monitoring so monitoring local problems, NHS tr- uh, testing, um, and things like that. To be honest, the third one's testing, which everybody knows about. Uh, fourth one is targeted restrictions. Um, if the virus continues to spread, activities at particular locations will be restricted, and individual premises will be closed. And the fifth one is you know obviously the local lockdown um so just to name a a few cities off the top of my head that uh, could be facing local lockdown is york's uh sunderland and wakefield just off the top of my head um so what do we all think about this local lockdown do we think it's going to work or do you think it's going to be absolutely damaging to the cities that could go into local lockdown okay so I'm not surprised, honestly. You know, it's it's sort of an understandable thing. Um, you know, let let the government focus on coronavirus as a as a nationwide problem, um, but let their sort of let cities, local um, districts, etc., police it. Um, doesn't surprise me. Uh, you know, it means that they could probably start getting back to stuff that like matters um I, I, will it have much effect um again it depends on it I, I think the whole thing sort of is dependent on human behavior and and how how we respond to it like from what from that image that you showed me uh and other images i've seen um 
with like mass gatherings and especially if there's if there's drink involved like the amount of like body fluids that will be everywhere with people like vomiting um obviously sweating if it's uh if they're in like a if they're all dancing and they're all packed together um you know there'll be a lot of saliva around the uh sort of rim of glasses um so again it it all depends on like whether or not people are, uh, use common sense and logic in the cities that are being locked down for definite um and if if they can if it can be maintained and policed then i see no particular reason why it shouldn't work um i i just think that um giving it to local lockdowns is the government sort of rebuttal to a, another sort of you know nationwide lockdown where they're like oh we told everyone that we're going to ease restrictions but nah let's just furlough everyone till the end of the year and good luck kind of thing you know yeah but that's what i think anyways <laughs> uh and johnny what do you think i think it's just an easy way of you know keeping the country going we're just like segregating certain parts of the country i think it could work um i suppose it kind of keeps things running at the same time as trying to keep things contained uh i do think that like the more wider lockdown is obviously a lot more effective because i like having time off and i, I loved having all that time off brilliant this is this is interesting coming oh, yeah. from mr philosophical who not 20 minutes ago was saying that there needn't have been a lockdown in the first place. Hmm. <laughs> Elaborate. Well, Matty has plot-holed my conversation. <laughs> I'm known to be quite inconsistent. <laughs> um, what I meant he's, he's, is... He's learning people. He's my, um, yes. he's my student of philosophy. Yes. So... Uh, lockdown, I think, yeah, was was a, a good thing, and it really helped control it. What I'm saying is, the reason why I said that I feel like there wasn't a need for the lockdown is because it wasn't worth anything, because we're just opening up anyway. There's, as I said, there's not a vaccine, so what's going to change? We've, we've, all we've done is delayed it. That's all the lockdown's done, is just delayed it. Without a vaccine, that's all it's done. But the lockdown in general was a a good idea. If I'm making any sense. No, I'm saying, bruh. I mean, some some of what you're saying is is somewhat self contradictory. But alas, we shan't dwell. Fucking Boris Johnson over here. Lockdown is a good idea, but if you can't afford it, then don't lockdown. But <laughs> Because it's important to understand that it will do good. But if you don't want to lock down, then lock down. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> this, is, this is why I'm, I'm so shoddy at the big conversations. So. <laughs> Honestly, the, the wind passes my lips. They just start flapping and just words start flying up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like um, like your many, 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 many 
uh, frivolous discussions on your own philosophies, such as the Stone philosophy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, no. Anyways, sorry, James. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope we weren't bringing up that Stone philosophy again. <laughs> Don't do that to me, man. Don't do that to us. Sorry, bro. I've got a new one brewing, but I'm not ready to tell you as yet. Good. <laughs> Save it. <laughs> oh, um, yes. So I agree with a lot of what both uh, John and Matt have said there. Um, yeah, it purely does depend on human behaviour, as Matty pointed out. And yeah, also the whole question of whether local lockdowns are effective. Well, again, that does depend on whether people follow the rules and truly relies on people following the rules. I think that. It's kind of a good thing in the sense that it'll help people and businesses in areas that aren't that infected get back to some sort of normal earlier and help those uh, areas of economy in their areas. The economy, what English, James? The economy in their areas, (laughs) a bit better. Um, But at the same time, yeah, it's a bit of a funny one. It does genuinely just depend on whether people are going to behave and listen to the rules and how much enforcement local areas uh, approach and use there. Local areas use in the approach to trying to curve the virus in their area. Personally, yeah, again, a bit like John said, you know, we've kind of got to this point now where it's, you know, essentially getting back to some sort of normality and herd immunity which kind of begs the question of whether we maybe could have done this a tiny bit earlier. I I still don't think we should underestimate the importance of lockdown. Um, I think it's been very beneficial in some ways, but I think we could have took a bit of a better approach to it, um, to be honest. But that's my opinion. Right. No, that's fantastic. No, it's great to hear all your opinions. Um, regarding it all and everything um so thank you very much for that um the other big thing that's been in the news this week which obviously does affect us being in the band and being musicians is obviously the uk live music industry um so we're going to talk about this and then we're going to go into our weekly quiz um but basically uh stars have kind of backed a plea to support the UK live music industry. Um, you've had stars like Liam Gallagher, Do Lipper, uh, and Sir Paul McCartney uh, among about 1,500 artists who have signed an open letter calling for support for the UK's live music scene. Uh, apparently, Ed Sheeran, The Rolling Stones, and Coldplay also signed a letter to the Cultural Secretary warning of the impact of COVID-19 on venues and musicians. Uh, it says that the music industry faces sort of massive losses with jobs and everything, um, as apparently hundreds of, how would you put it, like jobs could, well, thousands of jobs could go in all honesty, um, connected to the professions. And, you know, that's have been reported by venues, agencies and promoters. Um, as far as we're aware, there has been a response. Um, apparently a spokesman, spokeswoman, sorry, 
for the Department for Digital Culture, uh, Media and Sport said the government was already uh, providing unprecedented financial assistance, which many music organisations and artists have taken advantage of, uh, pointing to loans and the job retention scheme. Um, but then, obviously, you know, it, the music industry is in a dire sort of, the UK music industry anyways, is in sort of a dire time and it's kind of bleak. As um, there's been artists that are saying, you know, lose they've lost so many opportunities in 2020 um and that you know there won't be anyone coming through and there won't be any new talent if loads of venues close and you know if jobs are lost and god knows what um and everybody's thinking that there won't be any gigs until 2021 um so what are you guys thoughts on all of this you know um, as far as I'm aware from this podcast, uh, from the film of this podcast, there hasn't been any uh, money put into the UK music scene, but I think there's been 10 million or something put into the Scottish music uh, industry. So what do you guys think about all this? Hmm. Interesting. Do you think it's because the the UK in general just is, is kind of tightening... Uh, tightening the purse strings, so to speak, so they're not like they're, they're being so careful with what money to spend. They're just like, ah, music. Um, we've we've got enough, I think. There's enough music, and if, and especially like there's so many planes to uh, paint as well. So we've got all those to paint. So, I, <laughs> yeah. So, the so Boris is just thinking. Well, you know, we've got to we've got to paint planes. Um, what else? We've we've got to got to open the pubs. Um, but but music now. I'm I'm more like the eighties stuff anyway, and there's not going to be any new eighties stuff. So, <laughs> so it it's a hard one because apparently uh, research that was carried out by Media Insight Consulting uh, said that the UK music industry contributed. Sorry. 4.5 billion to the UK economy in 2019 and supported 210,000 jobs. That's a bit. That's a bit. That's all I got to say about it. Uh, all right, James. What What do you think about the whole UK music industry and um, the bleak times that we're in? Thank you. Yeah, it's a super shitty time. And uh, whilst I don't know the specifics of the help the government have given, I am assuming that for the majority, it's just furlough pay, which obviously isn't significant enough to venues and stuff. Whilst it may help some of the venues keep their staff on, it's not going to help the other companies that may have, for example, self-employed. Hello. Who went? Johnny. Fuck's sake. I'll carry on. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know the specifics about the government help they claim to have given, but I'm assuming that it's mostly going to be furlough pay for staff, but still that doesn't help cover the loss and the running costs of the venue themselves. And there'll be certain criteria that certain venues of certain sizes might not meet for those. 
anyway. I imagine at least all of them qualify for furlough pay. But still, there's going to be losses here, there and everywhere that they'll have made, whether that's for like promoting gigs that never happened and, you know, X, Y and Z that they'll maybe not make back. As I jokingly jested to you guys before John got cut, well, after John got cut off, it seems like the UK government aren't bothered because Weatherspoons helped promote Brexit and the music industry didn't. If only Ed Sheeran or Julipa had wrote a song about Brexit positivity, it <laughs> might have been different. <laughs> oh, dear. Thank you. That's my thoughts. I, I think it's hard to, to deny the impact that it's going to have on a, like, a very, very large percentage of people. Um, and I know it's sort of the sort of trendy safe thing to do and look look to the government for aid you know oh there's a problem ah the government will spend money but i think the issue is is the money that would probably have been spent is part of the money that we would be paying from taxes anyways and because loads of places are shut you know people's getting less paid whatnot so it's going to be harder to get money from the government when they're key focus is on getting PPE from Turkey that don't work and other pointless shit like that. And, you know, as Johnny jested, the, the plane. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say something really controversial here. And, and I know that they're raising fundraisers, but if people want to save the music industry, then they, they should be looking to the sort of their own pockets and I know I know what you're going to think you're going to be like well that's bullshit it's not up to them but in a sense like could you imagine the sort of the, the positive ramification you would get if like Ed Sheeran put money into the music industry that he's got back you know it would take him like mere fucking months to get what you know to get a substantial amount of it back anyways so if these like top artists were putting money in themselves because they're the ones complaining, you know, as an investment, the likelihood is they'd be putting money in to make it back. Um, obviously, that doesn't necessarily help, per se, the sort of local scenes. Um because obviously there's countless pubs that aren't reopening at all who have announced that they're shutting, um, which will have a big impact on the local scene, which again, touching on um, something that was said prior, um, it'll make it harder for like the new bands to start coming through and stuff like that, which is a, which is unfortunate, obviously. Um, but then I think as an extension, we, we all sort of need to think about um, like the the sort of road crews and stuff. Um, I, I, I mean, it's one of those where it's like there there is no real answer because because it's such a vast industry, which sort of incorporates like a lot of sort of other industries get engulfed in it like catering like event management um entertainment media it's all intertwined 
Um, and so a sort of simple government program, I don't think would be enough. Um, and I think another thing that's an issue is that all of these big, um, you know, all, all of the big sort of tours and stuff, which haven't been cancelled, um, have sort of meant that, you know, people aren't getting repaid which in 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 a sense i think is sort of one of those where it's sort of imagine where it would be if everyone was actually cancelled instead of like moving a date mm. if you get me because it'll be like because obviously it's it's not been a lot of them haven't been cancelled they've been rescheduled or out awaiting approval on being rescheduled which means obviously the people who have bought the tickets aren't getting refunded, which means that there's still there's still money just being sat there, right? Yeah. So imagine imagine where it would be if all of these people had to repay all the tickets back on money they're not getting. It would, you know, it would be in an even worse position. No, that that's a good point. In all honesty. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's just one of those where I think as a community, uh, if we want to, I, I guess, quote, save the music industry, um, as a community, I think it's something that we should be pushing to do, um, like together with or without government aid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I do I, I do actually agree with you there. There's some bigger artists that could help, you know, in some aspects themselves. Um, but, yeah, it's a bit of a funny one. I think the music industry, although it never come into effect yet, the music industry has also been hit in respect to... to like Brexit for two musicians, there's like been some proposed or alleged um, guidelines and additional costs that might eventually come into force with two musicians, which again in itself might impact the industry. Um, but, but I get exactly what you're saying, Matty. I really don't disagree with that. Um, the the only issue is is the money has to come from somewhere. Yeah. Um, and r- right now they're. Obviously, there is a very, very, very large outcry as to where that money should be going. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it's not easy, you know. You know, if you've got like a hundred people who are screaming, you know, then you open. It's really important to our local area. Um, it's you know, a lot of bands come through this way, play at this uh, pub, and then you've got like a thousand others heavily outweighing that saying no put put money into hospitals put money into the nhs put money into helping the healthcare get through um the the sort of pandemic that we're in um and then obviously on top of that you've got people who are like let's look at pushing money into the future right you know what happens when we come out when there is a vaccine um you, you know that there, there's you know, people are going to be allowed out once they're like cleared of it and it starts going to 
very minimal risk to zero risk at all because it's been eradicated or whatever um people will obviously be like well then obviously we need to get back to and i hate to say it again but brexit right yeah um the economy post brexit is a big thing um and so the real question here is where does the music industry stand in terms of their interest point and where do they rank it um and obviously to us as musicians um it clearly isn't high enough because obviously we we want we want to get out there we want to progress and move forward with our careers but i think it's just really difficult to to be able to do that when yes there's 4.5 what did you say 4.5 billion uh, 4.6, I think. Uh, yeah. Just have a quick look for you. Uh, 4.5, sorry. 4.5 billion was made in the UK economy in 2019. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, we would be like, well, that is a an incredible amount when you think about it. You know, that's a lot of money and, and we think that you should be doing more. Um, the Sorry. And go on. I was going to say the the truth of it, and as much as like I'm in the music industry with you guys and stuff, is yes, it's a lot of money that's been contributed. But I could imagine, as horrible as this is going to sound, I could imagine pubs and things would probably bring in more to the UK economy. And that's why they want to open those sort of places up first, because they feel as though that is how they could maybe restore the UK economy again yeah I mean there's there's no denying and, and again it all boils down to where do they rank um, helping small venues stay open on their to-do list and like I mean if, even if they matched Scotland you know or you know, even if the the governments got to get the like the government got together with each of the sort of ministers of you know Scotland, Ireland, etc., um, and we were like, well, let's let's agree to put in X amount as a sort of collective parliament, which is I think what should have been done in the first place. Um, but again, it, it just sort of feels like it's sort of every sort of group. It's like a free-for-all. You know, it's yeah. Nicola Sturgeon's doing her own thing. Um, you know, Boris Johnson's doing his thing. Um, and again, mo- moving on from that is... Um, how how much of that four point whatever four point five billion was made from the top percentage of artists? You know, like your Ed Sheeran, like your uh, Dua Lipa, like you know Liam Gallagher and X Y Z. Um, is because if, if you think that the vast majority of money came from big sort of festivals and big tours then 
again, even still, the four point five billion is then therefore pretty much irrelevant to to pubs and clubs. Yeah, yeah. So, because yeah. it it doesn't actually specify where that money came from. Because, like you say, I mean, could have been festivals like Glastonbury, Redden, Leeds, Download, or like you said, the the bigger artists and stuff. It it doesn't actually specify anything on local scenes and stuff. Which is hard, you know. It, it sounds horrible saying this and stuff, but I personally don't think local scenes will have contributed as much as what the bigger tours would have done. And the the fact of it is that you know, in the UK, we do have prestigious and renowned sort of venues and stuff like that, like you know the O2 Arena and. Um, the academies and you know there's other ones as well that are really well known and famous that that if anything they're going to look at trying to open those venues up first than they are anywhere else to be honest with you oh yeah yeah I mean the, the, I, I could imagine the sad truth is that nation like in terms of the nationwide music scene i don't think there's an issue it's the local scenes that i think the issue is yeah which is why the government won't do much and and they will honestly feel like james said that for that there whatever that is basically just furlough is enough yeah yeah i totally agree well guys you know at the end of the day we're fine because we're going to mexico just going to sell drugs aren't we Oh shit! Would you stop? Look, you can't. I mean, I mean, we're going to sell rugs like carpets. <laughs> Where L rug munch? No, actually, rug mustard. Ignore that. That was a rug. <laughs> this uh, is why we lo- don't let Jacob speak. <laughs> I'm not yeah, talking man. English. <laughs> My God. <laughs> We're going to Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> With rugs. No munching involved. <laughs> yeah. Vostel and branded, of course. <laughs> of course. Class. Uh, well, guys... Let's go on to a lighter note and let's play our famous weekly quiz. Um, so I think Matty is still in the lead with everything. Um, but could that change today? We don't know. So it's going Probably to be... not because I'm fucking miles ahead of you. So, <laughs> um, so it's going to be either true or false. Uh, once again, it's going to be news headlines. So all you have to do is tell me whether it's true or false. So are you guys ready to start? Can you hear me clearly? Yep. Yes. Here we go. James, yes. 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 Okay. Interesting who to what? Russia sent geckos to space to have sex. James, is that true or false? I think it's true. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. I'm just trying to think of like the logistics behind it. What what can we learn from geckos shagging in space? 
what can we learn from it? Hmm. I'm going to. I want to say yes. Almost the true. I feel like there's a lot we can learn. Okay, and Matty. Um. You know what? I also I'm going to say it's true. True. Uh, so you all get a point because it is true. Well, hey. Um, apparently, in 2014, Russian scientists sent four lady geckos and one male gecko into space to see how sexual reproduction works uh, when species are off Earth. But apparently, they lost contact with the geckos. <laughs> 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 Lots of Russians getting drunk and just not giving a fuck. Houston, <laughs> we, Houston, we have an Audrey. Moscow, bro. Could you could you imagine a Russian space station being like, oh, we need help from the Americans? I don't, <laughs> don't think it would ever happen, bro. <laughs> uh, number two. All right. So next headline is. A Florida nursing home was shut down by the FDA for serving seniors dog food. True or false? Uh, Matty, do you think it's true or false? Um, as I mean, I'm going to say it's it's probably true. Um, there are a lot of like bad shit that happens in uh, those sort of places, so it wouldn't surprise me, especially in Flo- in Florida. Okay. Uh, James, do you think it's true or false? I'm going to say false. All right. No problem. Uh, Johnny, what do you think, true or false? I think it's going to be true. I mean, you've got to save money somewhere, and I think they've had enough food in their life. Just give them some dog food. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, A, he's got a point, right? point. Well, he doesn't have a point this time because it's false. I think oh, false. I reckon there is. Just just you haven't heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you guys ready for the next one? Yeah. All right. Is this true or false? A Teletubby broke into a house to steal Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go straight up and say that's false alright uh, Matty what do you think um, I, I want to say it's true because it sounds really funny but you do have a very strange imagination so I could almost imagine it being false um, mm. what do I go with now you know what screw it let, let's let's stick to intuition. Let's go true. Okay. And James, what do you think? I think it was Tinky Winky. I think it's true. All right. Well, Matty and James get a point because oh. apparently a 20-year-old college student in Pennsylvania broke a glass on the door of a friend's house to steal Chinese leftovers out of the fridge. But even odder was the individual in question was dressed as a bright yellow Teletubby. Oh, wow. That's me, I'm buggered. (laughs) 
my god okay so uh next one is police in italy use new unbeatable lie detector app to analyze facial expressions of suspects true or false Hmm. Hmm. Johnny, you seem eager to start. What do you think? Very eager, very eager. I'm going to say that it is true. It just okay. seems something that something that we need to figure out. Okay. Hmm. Yes. So you're saying it's true? Yes, all day, every day. All right, James, what do you think? True or false? True. All right, so you said it's true. And Matty, what do you think? True or false? Um, I'm, I'm going to say false. Um, that is That would have to be um, some incredibly advanced, like, technology to be able to, like, register on, like, facial emotions yeah yeah well i'm gonna go false all right well you get the point because it is false there is no app like that at all terrified woman returns home to find a mutant potato has taken over her flat true or false hmm. Matty, what do you think um that'd be really funny if it was true like the Something like Attack of the Blob or something. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna say you know what? Screw it. I don't care if it's false. I'm gonna say true. And if it's false, then I'm gonna steal it as an idea for a for a book. <laughs> uh, Johnny, what do you think? True or false? I think it is true. Okay. Very true. And James, what do you think? I am confident it is true. Well, you all get a point because it's true. Apparently, a person called Donna Paris says she was left terrified by a strange shape lurking in her kitchen after returning to the flat for the first time in three months due to coronavirus restrictions. Yeah, it's literally just a potato and it's like sprouted literally all over the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, like little pink shoots flying off it and stuff. <laughs> Oh, but the poor lass had to spend three hours taking it out. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she genuinely, like, it grew, like, that far. Like, the shoots went that far. It went, like, behind the kitchen and stuff. She spent, like, three hours removing it. With it, James, you know a lot more about this than you let on there. It's because I read the story earlier this week. <laughs> Bloody cheating the system here, James. Hey, I was reading the news cheating the system. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Sorry, Johnny. Looks like we can't steal that. No, oh, bugger. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so the next one is the crime rate in El Paso dropped after the border fence was built there. True or false? Uh, James, I'll let you answer that one first. False. Okay, you're saying false. Uh, Matty, what do you think, true or false? Um, crimes. 
I'm going to say false as well. You're going false. And Johnny, true or false? Well, since I'm already behind and I want people to catch up, I'm going to say true. So I'm going to be ballsy. I need to, I need to be Ooh. ballsy for this. Ooh. Well, you're wrong because it's false. Oh, piss off. <laughs> 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 That's me. I've already lost. I've got nothing left. Johnny's just getting fucking bullied now. Oh <laughs> uh, well, Johnny, I'll rub it in a little bit more for you. Matty and James have got five points each. You've got two. Oh no! Buggeration. Bugger. All right. So next one, there's only two more to go. So the very next one is travellers in Beijing got stuck in a 10-day traffic jam. Is that true or false? Johnny, I'll let you start first. True, because I often tell people about that. And there was like burger vans going around, uh, sorting people out. Yeah, some cars just got abandoned. They had to get towed away. The hell? Jeez. Mm. Um... Uh, Matty, what do you think? Hmm. Based on Johnny's confidence there, I would like to agree. However, I feel like it could be a ruse. So I'm going to lean the other way. Quote Johnny, I'm being ballsy. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to say false? Yeah. No problem. And James, what do you think? I also suspect, due to Johnny's questionable Googling skills, no offence, John, <laughs> that this may be false. So I'm going to go false. Well, Johnny was actually telling the truth because it happened in 2010. Get wrecked. <laughs> well, hardly, because you've already lost, so get wrecked. Oh! <laughs> I get at least this one. Yeah, it just means you didn't lose by as much. You still lost. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. Well, this is the deciding one, especially for Matty and James. So, Ba-ba-bum. and obviously Johnny's lost, so there's no real point. But get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the deciding one for Matty and James. Obviously, Johnny is playing along as well. Kellogg's launches onion-flavored breakfast cereal. Is that true or false? Matty, what do you think? Fuck, man. Why'd you have to go with me first? (laughs) Oh, what the hell? Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna toss a coin on this. Literally. This is this is important, bro. Oh, tails. So false. Come on, fates. Okay, um, James. What do you think? False. And Johnny, what do you think? I'm going to say it's true because old old people like that kind of stuff. Well, Johnny gets the point because it's true. Apparently, hey! it is in Korea. What? It what? It's a flavour in Korea. 
Wow. Fucking no one gives a shit about their fucking cereal. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So how are you gonna decide this? You need you need one more. Uh, I need to I need to have one more now, like shit hell. It's meant to be a headline, so is this true or false, okay? Go for it. So, Black Lives Matter thug protests Donald Trump with selfie. He's holding a gun and accidentally shoots himself. Is that true or is it false? Uh, can I still take part? Yeah, of course you can. Yay! I'll go for true. All right. Uh, Marty? Bruh! Fuck, <laughs> man. God damn it. Fuck it, true. And I'm going to say false. Oh, so this is it. This is it. That's what I wanted to do, man. Well, James has stole it because it is false. See, you're Whoa. a false. <laughs> Go for me. Fucking before James all the time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I can see him at his room now. The bed's upside down. That. <laughs> If you're like clearing off the shelf on the bottles, no, crashing. <laughs> but then again, what did? How many points did I get? So <laughs> you the same got... amount as me. Get wrecked. <laughs> yeah, you got five. Marty's got five, and James has got six. Oh, that is the end of the quiz. So before we finish, we're just going to go to Matty. As we haven't done this in a while, with some words of wisdom. Wow. <laughs> wow. Prepare to be wowed. Don't trust Jacob Knight's fucking headlines. <laughs> wow. You've been wowed. Wow. 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 We're all we're all enlightened. <sighs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like a cat when you did that, Matty. Wow. <laughs> I guess it's more so let, let's let's go for some advice um, if you're gonna go out and drink be respectful right uh, don't don't be a dickhead certainly try and avoid getting drunk creating fights and getting arrested and making the human race look like stupid cunts no need. Be safe. Drink responsibly. And socially distance responsibly as well. There you go. That's some pretty good Dan advice, Matt. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, on that note, this has been Pillow Thoughts Podcast. And you've been joined by Matty Donaldson. Hey, hey Johnny. Hi. Yeah. Uh, the shut, the shut. That's what that's what this like life and this podcast has been without you. Oh, <laughs> I know. Hey, <laughs> that's really nice. <laughs>
I did miss. I did miss last week. I did listen to it. I really, I really liked how the cuckoo clock went off. I just thought you had a soundboard, a soundboard prepared, James. <laughs> no, that was genuine. That was genuine. I want one of those. You can't have it. It's mine. <laughs> but yeah, pretty good. And that has been Matty Donaldson. Yeah, man. James Noble. Thank you. And Johnny Allen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we shall see you next Wednesday. Farewell, weary travellers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.